Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Party Podcast, Episode 8. Episode 8. Let's go. We're almost in the double digits. Almost in the double digits. So Um, we had a movie review. Yeah, so we had some movie reviews. Are we going to do over-under? Yeah, we could do some over-under, but we have some movie reviews for you guys today, and then we have some very interesting stories uh, and an update to a previous story that we read. So we've got some interesting, uh, interesting stuff for you guys today. But uh, so what uh, we, we both, just to start off, we both um, recommended a movie for us to watch, each other that we haven't seen yet. So you recommended The Town. The Town. And, and then, then you recommended Bullet Train. Yes, yes. Bullet so. Train, really good. Yeah, that's yeah, like... I liked it. That's probably, it's like... I had just as much fun with that movie or the same kind of fun, if that makes sense, when watching Knives Out as Bullet Train. Like, yeah. I feel like it was, there's several moving pieces going on at the same time. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, so I guess if you want to start, we can start with Bullet Train then. Okay. And yeah. then I have, I don't know if it's better for me to ramble on and give a definition or just use the Google definitions or the description, so I'm just going to read the description for people. Uh, I feel like, I mean, it's, the movie only came out a few months ago. I think it was August, maybe? Yeah. So I'm sure it's relatively fresh in people's minds. I, I don't think... This movie was really talked about as much, but anyways, it's starring um, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt uh, it has the guy from Kick-Ass, or he was also uh, Quicksilver for like two seconds in the Marvel movies. Um, one of the main characters from Knives Out actually winds up being like the main boss in, um, in Bullet Train. Um, Michael Shannon. The oh, white death. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, yeah. I know, I know, Michael Shannon. But um, he was the son of the the oh, publishing. Yes, yeah. in Knives Out. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the just a quick description of the movie: uh, Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who uh, everyone in the movie has like code names. Yeah. So Brad Pitt being Ladybug. Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans for him. Uh, as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, uh, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. So it takes place in like a Neo-Tokyo kind of situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, and essentially... Was he an assassin, or I thought he only did smashing uh, the gra- like grabbing I, stuff? I think no matter what he did people wanted up dying on the job like he they call him ladybug because i guess ladybug is like a sign of good luck but to him he feels like he has bad luck because whenever he's on a job it seems like it always results in some crazy death he's fine but it's like everyone around him dies when he's on the job what was he doing in uh mexico was he he wasn't supposed to he, I think he was actually supposed to kill someone. Oh, okay. But yeah, so like every, I, I guess, yeah, I guess he was technically an assassin. He didn't want to be though, or even he's, I don't know if you call him like a spy. He just, he did odd jobs for this yeah. like Intel company, essentially. That's let's just call him a spy. But uh, he kind of got out of the game because he was tired of his business life being covered in bloodshed, essentially. And his oh, so he used to be an assassin, and then, and okay. he got, he's like, I need to get out because there has to be a peaceful way to deal with things, and this is not the job for me. But he needs money, and he's called back, and they promised him a very easy and simple job, which, technically speaking, the parameters of the job would have been easy on paper, but based on his uh, luck, I guess, or past experiences, is never that easy. Uh, he is given a task to pick up a briefcase. A briefcase 
that has very important uh, something in it. We yeah. don't know through the majority of the movie. I don't know. Oh, we know. Wasn't there money? Yeah, but I'm saying oh, I don't. I don't think they up. knew oh. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they did. Either way, um, he he's supposed to be going on this bullet train. It's the fastest train in Tokyo. And he's not the only one looking for this briefcase. I don't think he knew that. It was supposed to be a quick, here it is, I got it, let's get out of here. But multiple people are looking for this briefcase. And there's several intertwining um, plot points and characters and histories that all kind of come to head at the same time. So it's two British hitmen that they originally have the suitcase. Yes. They go pick up this Russian mobster. Mm-hmm. His son was kidnapped the suitcase has the ransom money. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you're trying to leave. Like, I didn't. Yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah, it has yeah. ten million dollars in it. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. And um, it's the ransom money for his kid that was kidnapped. I don't know how, if they brought the ransom money just to like show, like pretend that they had it, but. What's the point of bringing the ransom money if you hire two hitmen to go? Yeah, to I don't get remember him? exactly, but. Either way, yeah, so that, that's what the briefcase was for, essentially. There's, again, there's, it's kind of like me trying to explain. I feel like I struggled a little bit explaining the anime last episode because yeah. there's so many things going on at the same time. So this is kind of one of those movies where you should probably watch it. Just, it, there's so much stuff going on. Again, very similar to Knives Out where we can explain it and I'm going to try to, but it's much better if you just watch the movie for yourself. Yeah. But there's the two British assassins there that are, connected with the final boss essentially of the movie because they have his son but then there's this other well, person I thought they hired him he hired them to get his to son to get the son but yes. I don't think they work for him no well they were doing a job yeah, for him. yeah, 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 they, yeah, were, yeah. They, were, they were working not for him but they were doing a job for him yeah getting his son and bringing the suitcase back and there's so many intertwining I mean honestly Ladybug was just kind of thrown into the mix yeah, I mean, he has. I think maybe he has connections with the British bot or the British hitmen due to like a previous job or something. But then Brad Pitt's character Ladybug has like everyone's trying to kill him because due to one circumstances or another, he's connected to these people whether he knows it or not. Like the one uh, Mexican dude, the Mexican assassin that came in for the briefcase, he was trying to kill. God, there's so many things going on yeah. in this movie, but. There's a, another. There's so many side plots and like so many backstories between the characters. But like, there's this Mexican hitman or drug lord, I guess, that had a wedding. The wolf. The wolf, yeah, that had a wedding with his wife, and it was supposed to be this good occasion. And I think that was supposed to be Brad Pitt's last job, and he winded up not doing it. Someone else did it, and winded up killing this. Uh, but wait, he was there. Was he there? Was yeah. Brad Pitt there? Yeah, he was dressed as one of the waiters. Oh, he, which I think is why the the wolf yeah. attacked him, right? Yeah. yeah. So essentially he was there for revenge, but he really didn't know what was going on. So yeah. it's like we're learning things through Brad Pitt's perspective through the entire movie. But it's, what, maybe five different parties after this briefcase for all different reasons, even if they know what's inside it or not. Like there's this British, like, super genius essentially that is on the on the bullet train and then we want we find later in the movie like it's one of these things kind of like knives out where i don't really want to spoil the entirety of the movie yeah but everyone's intertwined everyone's connected and the entirety of the movie takes place on the bullet train there are stops 
and they technically get off for brief moments, but they wind up going back onto the bullet train. I mean, it isn't until the very end of the movie where people get off and stay off of the bullet train, but it's it's very chaotic. The, yeah. the longer the movie goes on, the more chaotic it is and the crazier shit that happens. But, like, there's a lot of death. Uh, it is a bit of a gory movie for people that maybe aren't, you know, but that's not really their cup oh, of tea. Oh, like the, po- the lady that uses the poison? Yeah, the, which, again, I, I it's... Good world building, in my opinion. Like at the very beginning, there's this commercial or this uh, news ad playing in the background, or news report playing in the background, talking about how this snake is missing from the zoo, and it's like the most toxic snake in the world. And we see the snake for one reason or another on the on the train, and then we know why the snake is missing and how poisoned it is because we get to see the poison one way or another used very effectively several times actually. Yeah. Um, it's just small details like that. It's like background noise towards the beginning of the movie winds up being a fairly important subplot halfway in. So um, the director is David uh, Leach. I am not familiar with his work, but um, did a very good job. I'm yeah, going to say that. Yeah, yeah it's again, very, uh, it gave me Knives Out vibes. Very smart. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, many intertwined characters and subplots. And honestly, I'd be talking, we'd be talking about it all day. If we went, you know, kind of broke down the entirety of the plot. So that's definitely something you guys should watch for yourself. Oh, I thought we're not going to do that. I mean, we can explain, but I mean, there's like so many. I don't think we're going to hit everything. Yeah. There's like so many different side plots. But um, yeah, I mean, going on further, I guess he gets onto the train and I think he runs into the British people first, maybe, in passing. Yeah, yeah, he passes them because they're. It's they have the suitcase, so mm-hmm. the luggage is like right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I think he passes, he grabs the suitcase, and it's I don't like, think he knows that anyone else is, knows about the suitcase either. Which I'm sure his boss withheld that information. Yeah, well, you find they. Um, I wonder if does is she a handler for all hitmen or just him? Because wouldn't she be like, wouldn't she know that? I think maybe it's just like a separate company. Like, yeah. I use company loosely, but you know what I mean? I think it's just for Ladybug and some of his coworkers. And the important part to this is that he's replacing someone. Yes. Maybe that's what it was, is they were, because uh, that next thing I was expecting someone else too, because even Brad Pitt in the trailer, just non spoiler information, when the Mexican guy is trying to kill him, he's like, I don't even know you. Yeah. So. But see, he says that, but then he, there's a scene where they mm-hmm. flash back to where he's dressed as a waiter to the movie. I I don't know. In the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know what he was Unless really, that was a separate job? No, it was at the wedding. Okay. So I don't know what he was supposed to grab there, but seems though the wolf one was just kind of confusing yeah. like as to why mm. they kind of did like a really quick quick rundown of like his early life. A quick little backstory, yeah. And um but yeah, that was just weird. It seems like they just threw that in there. And yeah. that guy's played by Bad Bunny, who's mm-hmm. a music artist. I was, yeah, I was gonna say, that's definitely not a normal name. Yeah, but yeah. The, the name sounds familiar though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he ran into the guy from Kick-Ass and I forgot the other guy's name, but they're like Lemon and Tangerine. Like yeah, they, they all have their names. own yeah, yeah. code names. And they're there essentially to deliver the briefcase and this Japanese mob boss's kid, which, uh, some stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that. So the two British guys realize they, he says, go check on the suitcase, which if you have a suitcase at $10 million, why don't you keep it on you? Yeah. Keep it on you. So yeah. he goes and looks for it. 
the mob boss calls and said, do you have a suitcase and the kid? And then he looks over and he sees the other British guy going through the luggage. So, you know, he's obviously worried. Because Brad Pitt has it at that point. Yeah. So they, the other guy goes to check on him and mm. go like, where's the suitcase? He's like, I just, it was right here. Mm. They go back mm. and now the son's dead. Yeah. Bleeding from the eyes. Which winds up being a result of the snake, which... No, wasn't it the... Well, the venom. No, no, I thought it was the hitman, the lady. Yeah, I thought she... her job... I don't know... Well, because remember later on in the movie when he... It shows him high five and then she stabs him in the neck. So it wasn't the snake. Unless the venom was the snake venom, but... Yeah, yeah. The snake didn't bite him. She she was dressed in that costume, went up to high five him and then stabbed him in the neck. Yeah, yeah. The snake didn't directly do it, but yeah, because I was going to say, it's definitely the venom, the... The, the I don't remember if it's something they say earlier on in the movie, but essentially, if you get, you have like a, what is it, thirty seconds before the effect kicks in, or ten seconds before the effect kicks in, yeah. of the snake venom, and you essentially bleed from every orifice. So they they think that since the the mob boss's son, of the British hitman or whatever, since uh, well the mob boss's son that they're transporting is a, a junkie, he's like half asleep. So they're like, oh okay, he's just passed out and they go to move him and he's bleeding from his eyes yeah, and his ears he had and his sunglasses nose and, on and yeah exactly so he's he got fucked up by the snake which we then see another assassin that's on the train that was the one that took the snake and has some of the venom in the first place yeah which they're very interesting characters and like quirks like the lady the the hitman that has the snake she says bitch after everything yeah which is like that reminds me of like a Rick and Morty character I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty yeah, but scary I've seen it a scary times. Terry like the night the oh Freddy, we work with scary Terry yeah oh yeah but the Freddy Krueger knockoff he says bitch after everything which yeah. is funny it's like it's a very it's it's a very high octane like very serious movie where there's some very funny it, it, there's a lot of dark comedy I'll yeah say. it's 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 a very adult movie but there's a lot of dark comedy in it so. So the the two British guys are hired to get the son and the ransom money back. Brad Pitt's hired to steal the money for the suitcase. Yeah. And then the 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 um, poisonous lady. Yeah. Whatever. She's hired to kill the son, and her reward is the briefcase. But yeah. So it's like everyone is there for the briefcase for different reasons. Then, yeah. then you have the Mexican guy, which. I'm, I don't remember if he was there for the briefcase or he, he just, just knew that revenge. he just knew that whoever killed his wife and ruined essentially poisoned the punch at the wedding with that poison I believe and killed everyone. So my thought is the Russian guy wanted all those people dead, right? Well, let's backtrack a little bit, I guess. Yeah. So, but, so I'm wondering if he tipped the Mexican guy off and said, "Hey." the person that killed your wife is going to be on this train. That is a possibility, yeah. And he was just looking, I guess, they gave him a brief description Yeah. based on some database. Well, I guess we'll get to that, the Russian guy in a little bit because that's kind of later on. But that guy's very important to other characters too. There's the the British girl that seems very uh, unassuming, winds up being really fucked up and has the poison too and is constantly just playing the innocent card the entire movie because she has very good luck too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, someone that's used to having good luck and someone that's used to having bad luck kind of going head-to-head indirectly throughout the entire movie without really knowing who's who. Yeah. Um, well, that girl is the son of the boss that the two British dudes are transporting the son in the briefcase. That she's the son? She's, oh. she's the daughter, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. She's, was, the daughter confused, of the, yeah. she's the daughter of the, of the father, guy. the Russian guy. It's like this Russian dude 
that moved to Japan and took over uh, like one of the main Yakuza strongholds and became like a prolific Yakuza boss. Yeah. And then there is another side plot because the girl, oh yeah, the girl, the British girl I was talking about that's very unassuming that has good luck is the daughter of the Russian Yakuza boss. Yeah. That then I think poisoned or did something, oh, threw some other guy's son off a building or something and he's in the hospital. And then that brings some other Japanese dude and his father, which winds up being, he used to, oh my God, there's so yeah. many things. There's, it's like the plot just thickens, everything kind of unravels. And again, it's, it's a lot to just talk about. Yeah. But there's so many moving pieces and we haven't even covered all of them. But So uh, after that, a bunch of fighting between the, the hitmen. All parties involved. So the girl wants the suitcase because she wants to the British plan girl. a bomb. Yeah plant a bomb in it. Mm. So and that's reason, why she wants to suit. Well, and the reason yeah. why she wants to do that is essentially to kill her father because yeah. she wants to get recognition from the father, which she wants. She doesn't think the father respects her, which winds up not being the case all along. Yeah. But either way, yeah. So that's, I think it's like she, he'll, or no, I think she put the bomb in like a gun. Yeah. then she, God, there's so many things going on in this fucking movie. But she put a she put a bomb in the briefcase, and then I think she put a bomb in the gun, so that the uh, the guy wouldn't kill her. The guy that she fucked the sons up, or messed the son up, or put the son in the hospital of this had him jump off the roof. Yeah, she had, and she did that to get him on the train. Yeah, so there's just to kind of clarify, there's the British girl, which winds up not being British. That's the daughter of the Yakuza boss. Well, that British girl. Um, did like a hit essentially on this Japanese kid that wanted up being the grandson of an old Yakuza member of that Yakuza gang. Yeah, he was the head guy's right hand. He was man, the head right? guy's right hand yeah. man, and then he came at every, and just kind of fucked everyone's shit up and took over. And he's like, "Well, I'm done." And he wound up quitting. Well, he that girl messed up or put in the hospital the that old Yakuza right-hand man guy, his, his grandson. Son. His, yeah. So then the son winds up going onto the train, and then because the son's on the train and he's not getting in contact with the son, the grandfather goes onto the train. So it's like there's, it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. So she try, she's trying to get it to put a bomb in it. Basically, fast forward, because there's just fighting in between now. Yeah. And then she fast forward to the end where... White, the White Death, that's the Russian guy. The, the Russian guy that took over the Yakuza, yeah. Yeah. He's going to meet the whole train at the one of the stops. Yeah, uh, and essentially take care of things himself because yeah. it's he's been waiting to hear about his son. He's been waiting to hear about the briefcase, and now he's essentially going to take matters into his own hands. Well, very important detail before we get to the very end is the reason why she planted a bomb in the Japanese dude's son, the guy that's there because she almost killed his, his son, is because the White Death or the Russian guy that took over the Japanese mob, the White Death has a signature finishing blow where he will kill someone with their own weapon. Mm -hmm. So she essentially blackmailed the guy with the threat of finishing the son off to come on and be her bodyguard. And she planned on having the White Death kill this Japanese dude with his own gun and then the bomb blowing off and killing the father in the process. Yeah. So it's like a very convoluted way because the guy is very meticulous. The White Death doesn't trust anyone and she thinks that she has uh, one up. 
she's one up him essentially. Yeah. So that's kind of just to it, until we get just so before we get past that point because it's very important just so we don't forget. But go on essentially. So the White Death is fast forwarding. He's going to meet everyone on the train. Yeah, and basically he reveals what his plan was. Of he he didn't want his son alive at all. Yeah. So he wanted him killed. He wanted all these hitmen that had a part in his wife's death to die. Which that's his reason for everything going on is because the wife died. I forget exactly to uh, who. She died to Carver, who ended up not being there. Yes, yes. So this was- Which maybe that's why, yeah, 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 go on, go huh? on. Because I think he thought that Carver was gonna be on the train, but it was Brad Pitt instead. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that clears up that mis- There's a lot of miscommunications in the movie too that get kind of resolved later on. So the wife gets killed by Carver in a in a car attack mm. or like a car crash purposely. The car attack. The car attack. <laughs> and uh Never good. Oh the um what's it called? Oh so then the wife is in surgery, she has like this thing in her heart mm. and the only one that can do it is this highly skilled cardiologist. Mm. The cardiologist is killed by the venom lady. Yeah. Right? I don't know why it doesn't that must have been like a previous job, essentially. Yeah. So he dies before the surgery. So she's she doesn't make it because yeah. the guy can't do the surgery. He just throws up vomit in the middle of surgery, mm. and then she dies. So Brad Pitt was replacing Carver. So Carver was supposed to be on the train. He's yes. the one that did the car crash. Yeah. Okay. Which is probably why the Mexican got the, the Mexican guy. I'm not trying to be racist. So yeah. I forgot the guy. The wolf. The wolf. Yeah. The wolf got the tip because he probably got it from the from the White Death. Yeah. Because he thought that Carver was going to be on the train instead of the Ladybug. So that kind of. Well, no. I think what it was is that it was the he wanted the venom because no one was going to kill the venom lady, right? Yeah. So because the venom lady was just supposed to kill the son, and then. They tipped off the wolf. The venom lady killed their wives. Yeah. Or his wife. Yeah. So I think that was... But I think that he saw Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt was at the wedding. Yeah. If he would have just saw the the girl, he she was at the wedding as the baker. Yeah. But she, the first person she, he sees is Brad Pitt, so who was at why, the wedding. Yeah, so that's probably why he assumes and goes in for the kill. Yeah, but if Carver was there, he wouldn't have recognized Carver. He would have saw the venom lady and been like, oh, it's her. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of where the mix-up, like... Again, Brad Pitt's characters in the wrong spot at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, a lot. So that's them. The the two, the British group mm. or, or couple, they... Was your brothers, kind of? Yeah, brothers, adopted bro- yeah, brothers. Yeah. Um, they, well, they killed the White Death squad in Bolivia. Yeah. And because of that, he had to go, go to Bolivia. Yeah. And then so his, the, okay, Carver, Carver was supposed to kill the White Death. Yeah. But it was his wife in the car. Which is funny because he's not even here throughout the movie. Who? Carver. Yeah, Carver. It's, he's yeah. like not even there, but he Was kinda... that Ryan Reynolds? I couldn't remember. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, which is, that's very funny. That's who they chose to cast. He doesn't show up till like towards the very end of the movie. Yeah, so the, the hit Ryan was, Reynolds, yeah, I just looked it up. The, the hit was supposed to be on him, but his wife... Since he had to go to Bolivia, his wife was in the car yeah. that they thought that he was going to be in. So again, another mix-up of information. Yeah. yeah. And then the he wanted his son killed mm-hmm. because his son is the reason his his wife was out and about. Yeah. Because he was in trouble and she needed to go, 
you know, and he told her to stay home until he got back. And yeah. She went out to go get him and yeah. got What happened you know. happened, yeah. And then that's it. The, yeah. So the White Death, yeah. essentially, is this big elaborate plan to get all these parties in the train at the same so time. So he hired five people, the British, Carver, but Brad Pitt. Um, the, the Poison Venom, Lady. And... Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't trying to kill Wolf. He needed Wolf to kill... Yeah, yeah, but he hired all these people yeah. for specific reasons. Yeah. So Wolf was kind of there to take out the... Um, the Poison Lady. The Poison Lady, because... But he ended up fighting Carver and then, or uh, Brad Pitt, and got whooped. One of my favorite um, like parts of the movie is when they're in the quiet car. So like, there's different. It's very Japanese. It's like each car has like its own theme, and the the quiet car is. I mean, it's like a library. Be quiet. Yeah. And the lady kept going. The like, Shh. Yeah, because Brad Pitt and um, Lemon, one of the two British guys. He has the briefcase, and they're kind of like quietly fighting over a gun and fighting each other, and they're making noise. And I think like Brad Pitt kicks the guy in the nuts, and he's like groaning really loud. And it's, every three seconds, the lady's looking over at them, and shh, and they just stop what they're doing, and they look at her like everything's fine, we're all good, we're friends. Yeah. She looks away, and they start beating the shit out of each other in the chair again. That's it's very funny, but um, there's a lot of moments like that again. Like it's very, uh, there's a lot of dark humor and a lot of like. Stupid moments like that, I guess, throughout the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was this big elaborate plan to get everyone on the train for, so the White Death can get revenge or kill people one way or another in his own different ways. So they get to the stop where the White Death is. It was um, like Kyoto, I think, somewhere and the, the, like out in the sticks. The grandfather came on to, to get his son. Yeah. And um, they come up with this elaborate plan. The, the father's trying to kill... The grandfather's trying to kill the White Death because of what he did to his family. And um, so they come up with this plan, basically takes the train all the way down, and what was it? Oh, they were, Brad Pitt's character came out, they took the suitcase, they mm -hmm. opened it, the explosive was there, it blew up everything. Mm -hmm. And then they took the train all the way down to the the like, headquarters, right? Yeah, well, this is yeah. out, like, it, towards... Again, like Kyoto, like it's out kind of sort of in the, it's mostly forest at that point. Like yeah. it's not as many buildings, but yeah, they took it out all the way towards the headquarters and the plane got off the fucking rails and shit just hit the fan. Yeah. 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 And so the White Death takes the, everything's like blown up at this point. Yeah. And Black Death takes, the White Death takes the gun. Mm that has the explosive in it. Mm. No, no, he had a revolver. Yeah. He shoots uh, Brad Pitt's character, but nothing comes out. The gun's empty. Yeah, of course. So he, he grabs the, the pistol with the, that the lady, the girl used. The, the, the to, has the bomb in it. That has the bomb in it, and he used that and blew him up. Yeah. And then the, little, the girl got hit by a lemon. Yeah, by a lemon yeah. truck. Well, so due to one way or uh, lemon, lemon's character, one of the British dudes, winded up dying because of the British lady. So it winds up being kind of like his way of revenge is towards the end of the movie. She gets hit by a fucking lemon truck. Yeah. Driven by Tangerine, which is even better. Yeah. That's, oh uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And then everyone is fucked up essentially except for the son, Brad Pitt, and the grandfather. And it's like Brad Pitt was in the middle of the explosion and everything, and he has very minor scratches. Yeah. I mean, he shot, I think. He got shot in the leg, but that's like the worst that he... 
was dealt and everyone got poisoned to death or blown up or got hit by a fucking truck or got their sl throat slit or whatever. And he just, he has like a bullet hole and a little bit of blood in his face and that's it. Yeah. And then the handler, like the boss, winds up picking it up, picking him up. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. yeah, which I don't know if they use like a voice changer or if I just didn't recognize her voice, but I'm usually good with that. I didn't register with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen anything with her in a while, but yeah. So, and then essentially very nonchalant, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get out of here. Everything's on fire. The train is in a million pieces. Half the people are dead. And it's like, yeah, let's get, let's get you home. And then the... The pole lands on their car. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like of course they're fine, but the fucking getaway vehicle, the fucking there's a pole that lands on a car. And yeah, he has to call a cab. Or, no, I forget what, but they wind up taking. They just walked. Yeah, or they yeah. just walked. Yeah, which is it's a very anticlimactic, but it's a funny way to end the movie. Yeah. So, but um, overall, what do you think of the movie? I think it was great. Yeah. yeah. As far as like. Originality. A lot of movies that are coming out are kind of like remakes or sequels. Or and just rip-offs. Yeah. And this yeah. one's like... That's what I liked about Knives Out. It was a newer movie, but it had an original story. Yeah. And then the new one that's coming out... What's that one called? What? The Knives Out sequel. It's just Knives Out 2, I think. Oh, really? I don't know if it has like an official title yet, but it's coming out, I think, April next year? Oh. So we'll definitely do a review. it was coming one. out soon. It either, maybe January. It's coming out early next year. I mean, that's still pretty soon. It's only a few months away. Oh, yeah, true. But that will definitely, when that movie comes out, we'll do, uh, maybe we could do like a compare contrast between the two movies, give a little review and see which one we think is better. But um, it's a lot, so I'm looking it up now. The movie's two it's hours. Glass and Onion. Huh? Glass Onion. Oh, is that, there is a title? Yeah. That's a weird fucking title, all right. I'm sure there's a very intricate reasoning for the title, ma'am. If there's anything to oh, do December with... 23rd on oh. Netflix. Oh, just kidding. Okay, it's coming up. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, sooner than we think. Maybe by the time like episode 11 rolls around or something, we could do a review for it. Hell, yeah. But um, there's a lot of stuff, and there's some details I'm sure we missed because there's a lot of stuff going on yeah, at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot time. of backstories on all, everyone. Uh, but they fit a lot in two hours and six minutes. But, yeah. Um, which is, you, you think it's, it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie, but they're able to fit so much information and so much action and plot progression in two hours. It's, it's insane. So I guess, first of all, like out of 10, what would you give it? I'd give it a nine. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. I'd give it like a nine out of 10. Now, uh, as far as whatever, there's no, we're just doing this for shits and giggles. Uh, as far as like the Rotten Tomato score, what do you think it would be? High 80s. It's a 53. I know. That's oh, fucking dude, crazy. And guys. like, it, it, and forgive me specifically for like rambling on about the movie. There's a lot of information we're throwing at you, but it was a damn good movie. It yeah. was a damn good movie. What are the user ratings? Uh, let me look that up. I mean, IMDb gave it a 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, audience gave it a 76. Okay. Which I still think is low, but I, I feel like it's fair to give it like an 80 and 85. I give it a 90s. I, I loved it. Yeah. But 53 is a little much. So, but yeah, so you give it a 9. I give it about a 9. And Rotten Tomatoes gives it a or 90%. I think, I think they would have gave it a higher if there was more to the mystery. I think yeah. they played it up like the beginning of the movie. They mm -hmm. made it seem like it's going to be this crazy ending, like just all types of, you know, like, it, it made it seem like it was more mysterious than it was ended up being, where it's yeah. just the plan is this guy is trying to get all these hitmen killed. 
Mm. And they kind of it, it un, yeah. I mean, you learn it unravels, but you learn everything before the end of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. But yeah. either way, I mean, it's not a mystery, but it definitely had mystery elements. So, but yeah, I definitely I I'd agree. Give it nine to ten. But uh, yeah, so that was the first one, and then you recommended the town. Yep. So one of my one of my top five. That's yeah. That was I forget which. Um, episode, I think that was episode two, two or three, I guess, a bit of a callback for like yeah. top five movies. Yeah, two, because the first one was albums. So do you want to give like a brief description of the town? It's starring Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. Earth. And it's basically this crew in Boston that robs banks. Mm. And they're connected with the Irish mob who kind of sets everything up, gives them the details of all the all the um, banks and when the time lapse locks when uh when it opens where the security cameras are who's in on it stuff like yeah. that and they're basically like trained bank robbers like they're really good they get away with it's like crazy two stuff. or three in the beginning yeah. like they're you know and they've he lists at the end how many he's done and he's like eight banks two trucks or whatever so i mean you know robbing a bank seems like it'd be difficult to get away but they did a good I understand job. it's a movie, yeah. But apparently, Charlestown, Boston is supposedly Boston. 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 Very good accent, by the way. Oh yeah, that's yeah. very spot on. Yeah, Jeremy Renner did a pretty good job. Which is weird seeing him compared to Hawkeye from the Marvel movies. It's yeah. very like yeah. straight laced, and he's just ah fuck you for fuck like half you. the movie. Yeah. It was... Oh, you care about his Coke and Xbox? Yeah, exactly. But go on, sorry. But um, yeah. So basically, it's kind of like I guess the. I don't know if this statistic is true, but it says Charlestown has the most bank robberies per capita. Mm. So basically, basically kicks off the movie with them doing a job. They're, they're um, robbing a bank, mm. and they go in. They're, uh, they grab the money. Um, he, well, first, they, so they know when the time lock, uh, the time lock uh, expires. Mm-hmm. So basically, I guess in banks, you're only allowed to open the safe or the vault at like certain times. That yeah. way you can't just rob it any time. It won't work. Yeah. So they, they know ahead of time because of the information. So they go in. He grabs the bank manager who ends up being a, a main character. That guy gets fucked up. Oh, no. no that's the, right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I got it mixed up. Go on. So um, he gets her to open the thing. And then um, the... They hear over the radio the cops are on the way, so they grab her as like a hostage, just in case they get you know caught or jammed up is what they usually say. Mm. And um, they drive, they get out clear, and they she's blindfolded. They walk her down, or they have her walk down the beach mm. and tell her don't don't stop walking until you feel water. They're like toe, the water on your toes. Or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, they take her ID too. They take her ID. So they, they um, then the FBI comes, John Hamm, who's mm-hmm. another really good actor, I like him. Which is funny, because John Hamm and Jeremy Renner are both in a movie, have you ever heard of the movie Tag? No. It's like, it's based off a true story, but it, I won't get into it, but essentially they're playing very opposite character types. They play like 
it's like their roles are swapped almost. So John Hamm's like a criminal and... Well, they're as far as one being very crazy and one being more serious and like straight-laced. Okay. It's kind yeah, of I'll funny. have to check it because yeah. I like I like John Hamm and uh, Jeremy Renner. It, it's it's a comedy movie, but it's, it's still good. But go, go on. I'm yeah. Sorry. Uh, so John Hamm's head of the FBI. They're trying to... They know that there's a team doing all these bank robberies. So mm. they get called in. And I think bank robberies are just FBI because they're federal. Yeah. So he gets called in. They start investigating. The crew, they got away. They got everything set up. Or they got all the money cleaned. And then they meet up at this old hockey rink. Mm. And they're like, we got a problem. They look at the ID that they grabbed. And the girl... Mm lives right down the sh- like in the area yeah which very local. i guess they were surprised because bank manager makes a lot of money they're in kind of like the bad area the, like the project kind yeah. of yeah so ben affleck they he says uh or they basically try to keep tabs on her just mm-hmm. to make sure they didn't see anything and jeremy runner's ready to fucking kill her yeah yeah i guess a quick backstory with the two jeremy runner's character and um Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's character, they... Grew up together. They grew up... They're like brothers, essentially. One yeah. is more calm, cool, and collected, and then you have Jeremy Renner that's ready to fucking kill people immediately. Well, ben, ben Affleck's character used to be crazy. Yeah. Remember, he robbed a liquor store with a nail yeah. gun? But uh, he was doing, like, Oxy and Coke and stuff like that, and he's sober now. He works out. He's not, you know... Insane. He's more... Yeah, he's more calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, so he follows her to a laundromat and starts a conversation with her then he grabs lunch with her and or they grab a drink he went I to grab, he said let's grab a drink but then they got something to eat so i think it's like it was maybe like a they did more than one thing yeah that yeah and he starts like uh kind of um catching feelings yeah seems. catching feelings and which is you know you just robbed a bank. You're supposed to keep tabs. Now you're going to start a relationship. With I this mean, that's, I guess it's a good way to keep tabs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what? I haven't seen it in a while. So, mm-hmm. what happens next? Well, Je- so essentially, he meets up with Jeremy Renner the night after their date, and he's like, "Is does she need to be removed from the equation? Because Jeremy Renner is ready to fucking kill her." And he's like, "I got it. It's taken care of. Don't worry about it." And Jeremy Renner is like very off the rails. The dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. He spent fifteen years or nine years. Nine years. He murdered. Uh, um, some guy was trying to murder Ben Affleck, hmm. and Jeremy Renner's like, you know, that's his brother. Yeah. So he went up and and killed him. Just straight up, right in the middle. I mean, but it was he was a- he was a minor, right? Yes. Yeah, he was a minor, so, so he, he only got life. nine years. Yeah. And then he got it, which means he's still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, that's something else too. Ben Affleck looks like a fucking baby in the case, in the sense that, like, obviously he was like pretty well built in the movie, like we see him working out, but. I just see, obviously, I mean, the movie came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the movie's 12 years old. Yeah. So, obviously, he's going to look different, but it's like Whiplash. He looks so young in that movie. Yeah. But they're both, I mean, in their mid to late 20s at that point. In the movie, I mean. Oh, they are? In the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about yeah. it, if, if yeah, Jeremy Brenner... Yeah, he got Brenner, locked up at minor nine years, and yeah. then, yeah. So, let's say he was 16, 17, something like that. So, they're at least in their mid-20s. Yeah. So, he, um, Jeremy Renner... He said he's not going back to prison, basically. So I think he's like, well, we'll kill her because no I'm not ends. going back to prison. Right? No loose ends, essentially. Yeah. But um, Affleck says it, it's good or whatever. And um, 
then I mean, they... so the FBI, I, I don't remember. Oh, so this is what it kind of like. This is pretty smart. I don't know if they just got lucky, but one of the newer guys on their team uh, that was there when they robbed the bank with, uh, I forget the girl's name. I have it up here. Rebecca Hall, Claire, her name is in the movie. Yeah. Um, when they robbed Claire at the bank, um, she decided not to tell the FBI that, you know, hey, were there any distinguishing features? Because throughout the movie, up until later on, which we'll get into later, they're very, they're wearing like fucking Halloween costumes. They're yeah. wearing like predator masks with dreads and shit. But uh, Jeremy Renner has a, what is it, the Celtics? The, oh, the, the Fighting Irish, Notre it, Dame. Isn't that like a basketball team or something? No, it's a college. I mean, they have a basketball team, but Notre Dame, the college. Okay, yeah. So their team's the Fighting Irish. So He like has a tattoo on the back of his neck. Yeah. And she ended up seeing it and not reporting it. Um, anyways, the FBI, This is that's kind of a not relevant to what I was saying, but relevant to the movie. Um, what I was going to say is the they had a newer kid on their team. And he works for like telecommunications. Telecommunications. Company. Essentially, when the FBI showed up, what's the guy's name? Something Hall in real life. The FBI yeah. agent. Um, oh, oh, the FBI agent. Yeah. Oh, John Ham. John Ham, like not Hall. Ham. John Ham. Uh, they're looking at the security footage. It's like, well, how do you know how like they meticulously picked apart the like a breaker or something to stop the cameras? Yeah. And they're like, well. Uh, the only way to really learn that around here is if you work for the, the company that sets them up. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, now we got to go through all the databases, and they winded up having— Well, before that, mm -hmm. they went to this known criminal who used to do bank robberies. Oh, robbers. yeah, and they raided his house. They raided his house. He's got drugs and guns, and they basically say, like, Plead what deal. do you know about the new— the new the new team that keeps hitting these banks. Yeah. He goes. Uh, he tells them basically they they hit the breakers to beat the time lock or something, mm. something like that. But so, anyways, they wind up correlating someone's absences at work with the days and the times of the bank robberies. With this guy, this kid already has a bad past, like a criminal record, and then it's just you know full throttle from there. They connect this guy and they connect this the that kid that we're talking about that worked for this communications company or like elect electronic equipment company yeah. with the rest of the crew and it's like this big family empire of bank robbers and th crooks essentially yeah Ben Affleck's dad was also a bank robber he has like life in prison right yeah cause he killed uh, like a guard he killed or something? two of them yeah they killed I guess they saw their faces so they killed, they executed them mm -hmm. and then if you kill someone during a bank robbery that's automatic life yeah so but um yeah so they're able to then connect um, that guy with Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck and that whole crew and that whole family and things are starting to connect, but it's like, uh, it just kind of goes off the rails from there. Yeah. Well, they, they bring them into question, just kind of shake them up. Like, yeah. um, well, they go, they like take pictures. They like stalk them yeah. at first, try to get evidence. And yeah, then they pull Ben Affleck in and he's like, no, they pulled all, didn't they pull all? Of them? Well, they did, but I'm saying oh, like the yeah. scene with Ben Affleck where he's like, listen, if you're gonna stalk us and take pictures, don't do it at a picnic. Do it with like a better angle. It's like we this is fucking amateur work you guys are doing. Oh no, he said, Why don't you uh, let us know when you're coming? We could do a little calendar shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a pretty fucking funny. And yeah. uh, the funniest part was uh, you know the heavy set guy that did the cars mm -hmm. when he's like I'm trying to make it sound authentic he's like he's reading the lines he like that they said during the thing. 
And uh, he goes, what's wrong with you guys in Boston? Do they not teach you how to read? And yeah. He's like, I'm trying to make it sound more authenticious. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like authenticious. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. Um, I mean, they're all fucking Goomba, Goomba gangsters, essentially. Yeah, the big guy's the car guy. So he, he jacks the cars, mm-hmm. makes sure they're all tuned up for the robbery. And uh, every person's the equivalent of I'm walking here. Yeah. That's essentially yeah. everyone's character. And he's yeah. like super talented in driving. Mm-hmm. Like that second robbery where they get away. Oh, that was some crazy yeah. stuff. They're like getting in and out of three fucking cars too at that point with the nun yeah. masks, which they like, you could tell which, like, the bigger the job, the fancier their get ups went because they went from like fucking nun masks and AK 47s to straight up indistinguishable cop and paramedic yeah. uniforms. Well, that one was like a multi million dollar. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to get you the finest fucking. Clothes or like equipment and disguises that we can get you. So they the next one, the next robbery. This is right what takes place next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they rob an armored truck. Yes. And Ben Affleck doesn't want to do this truck because it seems he, sloppy. They do all this uh, recon work, and there's a guy that uh you know most of the most of the um, drivers, the security guards, they mm-hmm. like the work for Brinks. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're making like minimum wage. They're not, if they get robbed, they're not trying to be a hero. Yeah. But one of the guys that's on this run is like this commando dude. He's like, you yeah. know, want to be cop. So yeah. Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it. Somehow Jeremy Renner, who made $90,000 on this last bank, ran yeah, out why, of money. Why? Yeah. Why are well, I mean, we know like drugs and shit, but it's like, why? That's a lot of stuff to blow. But, and it also, they don't really tell you how far apart the timing is. Yeah. But it's like, how do you blow 90,000 like that quickly? Yeah. And it's cash. Like they don't get taxed on it. So it's Ooh, like, it's yeah, just it's straight 90,000. Yeah. And um, I don't know if maybe they have to burn money, like cleaning it. Oh, like, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, either way. Yeah. So basically, yeah, they go to like the casino to clean the money. Mm. But, um, so they do, Ben Affleck doesn't want to do this job. He says, dude, I need the money. Let's do it. Like, and so he ends up, you know, cause well, he, he the, guilt trust him because he's like, I spent nine years in jail for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he goes, so they, they set it up. They got the guy Fergie who kind of runs the Irish mob in, that area. Super fucking Irish. The florist. I had difficulty understanding what yeah. he was saying. Super thick Irish accent. Yeah. yeah. So he's, they call him the florist. He owns a flower shop. They all meet there to discuss the next robbery. Mm. So they go do the truck and Ben Affleck was right. So they pull up on this truck. They get in the truck. They start pulling it out. The The commando dude starts or grabs one of the guys. I think Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. He grabs him. And uh, puts the gun to Ben Affleck's head. Mm. And then Jeremy Renner, beast, just shoots the security guard. With like a fucking shotgun or yeah, something. Yeah, but too. like without even hesitating. Yeah. Like, you know, and like Ben Affleck's character is like right there. And the fact that he was able to like get him like, you know. That close with yeah. a weapon like that. That was crazy. Like he was in shock. Yeah. I mean, I was in shock when I saw him. Like, oh, fuck, he's dead already. Yeah. No, he but he ends up surviving. Mm. So... But yeah, they so they drive away and the cops are on them. Like mm. they, you know, so they go. Basically, they. Uh, that was one of the most intense car chase scenes oh, yeah. I've seen in any fucking movie. And it's like, all back roads, like tight fucking roads too. Yeah. Holy like, shit! Like Boston, I guess in that area is real. Like, like it's it's a very walkable city. Like everything's They're walking, real yeah. small. Yeah. And um, so they're going through these alleys, and then they get to the. the they could bar- their car could barely fit. 
there's like cars parked on the side of the road. Like it's like they can make one wrong turn and they're fucked. Yeah. And their car's totaled. So the the switch car, they go down an alley, the switch car pulls or no, no, yeah, the switch. So they have a switch car. Mm-hmm. So that one pulls up. They park the van vertically or like horizontally to block the cops from coming. They transfer all the money. They blow that car up. Then uh, they the switch car is like this Jeep, like 90s uh, Grand Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And they drive off. And the FBI hears about the robbery. They say, close the bridge, mm-hmm. which is the bridge that leads to Charlestown. Yeah. So they don't want anyone to... So they know that the call came in, mm-hmm. so the driver has to get across the bridge. Because they're listening to the cop of the entire time. Yeah. So they gun it. He's doing all these maneuvers, and he does like a donut, like in this middle of this very busy intersection, does like a donut yeah. to like get to the bridge. Mm-hmm. And he, as soon as he leaves, gets on the bridge, all the, the cops, cops pull come. Up. They and, swarm. And they block the bridge, but mm-hmm. they're already gone. The funniest part in the movie, they get to the third switch car. As oh, soon as the they cop, get out, yeah, yeah. There's, they're in the nun outfits with yeah, guns, with like you know, and they have like uh, like fully automatic rifles. As soon as they get out of the car, the there's a cop right there, <laughs> just parked on just the side parked, of the road, and, just and he sees looks them. at them. And uh, the funniest thing is the nun mask makes yeah. it look like, you yeah. know, like oh shit, yeah. And then the cop just turns his head like he didn't want a problem. He's, he's like, like, nope. Uh, nope. I'm not. I'm not gonna win this battle. Yeah. He chose to he live a, that day. He's an older guy, and you're like, he's probably at the towards retirement. He's and like, it's like, nope, nope. Like those guys. That was pretty fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. So they get in the other car. They get away again. Um, the one of the smart things they did was they go to a barber shop. They get all the the hair mm-hmm. from like that is being used. Oh yeah, yeah. They put it in a bag, and then they sprinkle it on the switch cars. And they don't they burn the cars yeah. too. So that's like what's left. So basically, it's like you have, you know, it's a local barber shop. You have all this hair and all this DNA good from luck. people. Yeah, good luck. And so, um, something else, real quick. Like even in the first bank heist, like they were very meticulous. They like yeah. bleach the computers, microwave the fucking hard drives for the uh, the monitors. Very very meticulous. Yeah. But go on. You know uh, what would be a smart thing to do is just well, I don't know. Like just go use that bank. So yeah. if your DNA is ever in there, you go like, "Well, I was there." Right? Yeah. It's reasonable doubt, but yeah, they did it real. They do it real professionally. They know their team in their the unit. stacks of money. They have trackers, so they know that. So they go through each stack, grab the tracker, throw it out before they stack the money. Yeah. So I didn't know that. That's pretty clever. Like yeah. if you have the stacks, have dummy stacks with a with a tracker in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they case. they know all everything that they're the going to use to track true. it. Um, so after this, after this one, what happened? So he's on a date with Claire, Ben Affleck's character, and Jeremy Renner shows up. She goes, so she's starting to, uh, Claire's starting to open up to Ben Affleck's character, or Doug is his name. I'm just going to call him Doug, Claire, and Jeremy Renner's character is James. So Uh, didn't he go by Jim, Jem? Jem. Jem, because he was a gem. yeah, Yeah, which, whatever. Um... Claire goes to the bathroom. They're at some cafe, and also I can relate to Ben Affleck. They were at a bar earlier on in the movie, and he got like a fucking mixed drink. Yeah, I don't understand like hard liquor. I can't take that shit. I'll well, take no, my it was fucking... just cranberry. He oh, have, he doesn't that's drink anymore. Right, it was yeah. cranberry. Either way, I get it. That's oh, all I'm saying. And I thought then it was before like a... we go any further, because this is important at the end. 
Affleck had a has a kind of on and off again relationship with Jeremy Renner's sister, who's That's played who by she, I was Blake wondering Lively. why he cared so much. Because yeah, it's his sister. It's Blake Lively, mm-hmm. so she's a pretty known actress. Yeah, isn't she married to Ryan Reynolds? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so they're on they're on a date at some cafe, and then Claire goes to the bathroom, and Jeremy Renner, and we just call him by their actor names, whatever. Jeremy Renner shows up. It's like, what the fuck are you doing here? What are you what are you doing with doing all this frou frou shit? And he sits in Claire's seat, or sits in one of the seats, and then he sees Claire. He doesn't know, obviously, that Ben Affleck's dating the girl that he was supposed to do recon work on. Yeah, because he's getting involved, and he doesn't obviously they don't want him to get involved with her just to make sure that she's not saying anything to the cops. So. His tattoo on his neck is exposed. So there, he's essentially telling her without telling her. He takes his homework with him. He's very serious. Yeah. Good luck seeing him now. He's a very busy guy. Like, don't try to take him away from me, essentially. Yeah. And this is not going to work out. Threatening her without threatening her. Being as fake friendly as possible. And when well, he I think he was mad that Affleck's dating the furious, person yeah. that could put them away. He was furious, yeah. And and, uh, and, and yeah. in a way, he's right to be mad because if she would have saw the tattoo on him, the only reason he would have saw him is because he thought he came to see Affleck. Yeah, and so. Ben Affleck was smart with it. He gave him, like, he leaned in for a hug and covered his neck yeah. and, like, said goodbye to him in a way where she couldn't see his neck and then kind of grabbed her attention so she didn't look back. Yeah. But, yeah, he got fucking, he got chewed out for it later on. The, other, the other awesome scene is, um, this was previous, they're on some sort of date. Before this, mm-hmm. where she says that there are some neighborhood guys oh, like throwing rocks at him. Dude, when we were talking about this movie before, yeah, I when they said that, I like I remember you literally quoted that scene verbatim. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, that's like on. yeah. So he goes because um, Claire's goes, getting what? Claire got like bottles thrown at her. or something. Yeah, as these two neighborhood guys, Affleck asks, "What do they look like?" You know, he's from the neighborhood, so yeah, he gets the description. And he goes to Jeremy Renner's just sitting there watching TV and he goes, he goes, uh, I need I need a favor, but you can't ask me about it and we're gonna hurt some people. And he goes, Whose car are we taking? Yeah. And so they get in the car, they go there and they have hockey masks on. And he just goes there to beat him up and Renner is so like out of it. Mm. Like he pulls out a gun and shoots him in the leg. I yeah. guess he's a soccer player. And then he shows him his fucking yeah. face. Yeah. God, it was that's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. He's like, remember my face. Remember my face. Like, no, don't remember your face. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. I understand it's a scare tactic, but he's just off the fucking walls. Yeah, but yeah, so that, I just don't want to skip over that because that's one of my favorite that's important. scenes. That's yeah. important, When he goes, uh, whose car are we taking? Yeah, exactly. Just and literally everything that Jeremy Renner does, no hesitation. Everything he does is no hesitation. Just instinct. Yeah. He does it and he does it quick. The um, So now, after the truck... Mm-hmm. They have the big job, which is Fenway Park. Yankees and Red Sox are playing. We know who's going to win. I don't know much about sports, <laughs> it's but I know yeah. who's going to win. So the Red Sox are playing the Yankees, which is like the biggest rival rival ugh, rivals in a very one sided rivalry. Yeah, and basically they're going to rob the Fenway Stadium, mm-hmm. which is. I guess after three days, three game series, a lot of money. Like three there's going to be three point five million. Yeah. So 
they have this is like gonna be their biggest job. They're gonna probably be able to retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much for Gates, but I'm sure they at least get like seven hundred. That's a lot of schmeckles right there. That's and Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it, and yeah. he says, "I'm out." He tries to give Fergie money, and that's when Fergie reveals that Ben Affleck's mother, you know, which who is something ran he, away, when which he is was something younger. he talked to Claire about earlier on in the movie. Yeah, so Ben Affleck's mother, at, well, what he thought, ran away mm-hmm. when he was younger. What ended up happening is Fergie, or Ben Affleck's dad also worked for Fergie. Mm. He wanted out. Mm. So to get, so he basically... Clipped him the nuts, he said. Yeah, so he got his, uh, he got his, Ben Affleck's mother addicted to heroin, and then she ended up hanging herself. Yeah. And so he told him that, and Ben Affleck, and he, and then he says, I heard about your new girlfriend. Yeah. Like, so he basically threatens Claire. Yeah. And then Ben Affleck says, I'll, I'll do the job, but if you come anywhere near Claire, I'll fucking kill you. Both, yeah. Because yeah. he has, of course, there's some fucking fat bodyguard with a shotgun. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? Okay, get yeah. out of here with that shit. Which we'll get into later on in the movie. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you going to do, dude? Come on. That's like, even in Breaking Bad, Saul had that one fat dude that's like, what what are you doing? You gonna take some bullets? Yeah, I guess you could you could do that. But what are you gonna do? It's less dopey in this movie, but I thought that's like a funny stereotype. I see. It's like what the yeah. fuck are you gonna do? No, I know he was just. Uh, his, oh, that guy's name was Rusty. Yeah, yeah. So fair um, enough. His butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of uh, he didn't really have that many lines, but I think they just picked him just because he looked like badass. Yeah, like, he looked like seasoned. Yeah, I th- I don't know if that tattoo was real. Because mm-hmm. normally, like, if they have tattoos for a movie, they look, like, clean. Yeah. But he had, like, the tattoo of Massachusetts with uh, the area code and then the color of the Irish flag. Mm. So um, he didn't have an Irish accent. Fergie did, but the yeah. rusty guy didn't. But, uh, yeah, so he begrudgingly accepts the deal or accepts the plan and goes along with it. And this is where, like, full stop, like, everything jumps up a few notches. Like, they have... A proper, well, I guess if you want to explain, like the the plan essentially, but like their their suits, their getaway vehicles, everything yeah. just jumped up several notches. Oh, and before this, because this goes into later, uh, Blake Lively's character, John Hamm, meets her in a bar. Yes, and basically, you know, oh, that is important. Yeah. yeah, knows that she's connected to them, and that he knows that they're hitting banks, and um, says, you know, if you ever need need any help, like, give me a call, give her a card. And um, so later in the movie, when they're setting up for the, uh, they get a hotel right across from Fenway. Mm-hmm. And the plan is they're going to go in as police officers. Which look indistinguishable from everyone yeah. else. And they have an uh, inside guy who owes Fergie money for, he bets on horses, he owes Fergie money. So he's going to lead him down to the cash room. Yeah. Right? So... Blake Lively shows up to the hotel where Ben Affleck is because she knows that Ben Affleck's basically going to leave after, after this. this job. Yeah. And um, he's he wants to take Claire. He tells Claire, like, hey, you want to get out of here? Well, does Claire know at this point? I think... No, he says, let's get out. He wants... No, the night that he tells her that. So remember, he goes, like, hey, let's... You want to leave? Like, go away? Because she quit her job. Yeah. And um, she... Uh, she says, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, he, what's it called? Oh, and then that guy, she, he got her a Tiffany necklace. 
And then uh, the federal agent. Ben agent, Affleck got uh, Claire, Claire, a, a yeah. fancy necklace, yeah. And then he, the FBI uh, guy. FBI, I found out about it and told Blake Lively, who loves Ben Affleck, right? Which is something else, because earlier on in the movie, uh, the FBI guy says to Claire, like, you're innocent, don't worry about it. And then she sees, like, well, now this is weird. Why are you guys connected? Why are you yeah. guys? Because it was already a weird situation. Like, they robbed everyone. They took you as hostage and just let you go, and you opened the door for them, no problem. Well, now you guys are dating, so now you're kind of a suspect. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? Well, she, that's when she finds out. So the night that he comes and says, hey, let's move away. Yeah. Like, you know, and she agrees. Um, the next day, John Hamm comes, because they hear a wiretap from Affleck. They've got... Affleck's, oh no, they got the the bank manager's phone tapped. Claire, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they hear Ben Affleck's voice and they recognize it. So they go um, back to her place and basically say, do you recognize any of these people? Mm-hmm. And she goes with the least obvious people and then has Ben Affleck as the last picture. Yeah. And then she freaks out. Because she goes, didn't know anything, obviously. He goes, you're, you're right, you do need a lawyer. Yeah. And uh, so she spazzes out. Affleck comes and she's like, leave. I don't want to, you know, talk to you anymore. And This is all fake. Yeah. Which, I mean, at first it was for a different reason, but something you could tell, which probably one of the weirdest sex scenes I've seen in a movie, that you could tell the difference with the sex scene between Ben Affleck and Blake Lively's character and the sex scene between Ben Affleck and Claire in the movie. It's like very quick, very nonchalant, no passion. And yeah. then with... Um, Claire is very passionate. It's total night and day, so you could tell like he actually cares about her. Yeah, things are different. But go on. So essentially, the FBI got or she, Blake Lively shows up to the hotel room. It's like I want to go with you. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "I'm leaving with someone else." Basically, um, talking about Claire. Yeah. And uh, she got pissed Blake. because she heard about the necklace. Yeah, yeah. Or she said. Yeah, yeah, she mentioned the necklace and Ben Affleck's like, how'd you know about that? Yeah. So, um, was this after? Oh, so the day comes where they do the robbery. Mm. They pull up. So this is where Blake Lively comes in. She gets into a car accident. Yeah, with her kid in the car. Yeah. She has like a three, four-year-old daughter. So I think she was mad at Ben Affleck. She went out, did a bunch of oxy and drank, got into a car accident. She calls John Hamm's character because she's in a shitload of trouble. Yeah. Like her kids. Going to child protective services. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she kind of tells them the job that they're going to do to get out of, you know. So <clears throat> they meet the guy that's going to lead them down. They're dressed as cops. That's Fenway Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they. they well, they're, they're dressed as cops with EMT, like paramedic uniforms under the cop uniforms yeah. for what going. So they go down to the cash room. Um, they cut all the cameras and everything, the guy in the telecommunications mm-hmm. thing. And um, basically they say, like, did anyone call the cops? And they're like, no, how'd you guys get down there? Because they basically had to, like, shut that, uh, they had to open, they had to cut open the door. Yeah, he, There's like, no, sawed the door open pretty yeah. much. So um, they're like, how'd you get down here? You know, and they had they had sunshades on, mm-hmm. and it was like down in a basement. Yeah. So they Why were like, what shades? do you, you know? So there's kind of a standoff. One of the security guards grabs. Which the one's gun. the real cop? Yeah. <laughs> so they tie him up, or they they tell him to get on the ground. They think that they're cops, so mm-hmm. they they oblige. He uh, they tie him up. They go to the cash room, knock on the door. They go, you know, they say the guy's name in the cash room. They go, your wife is. 
at this address. Do not call or do not make a distress call. Mm-hmm. And then says the other guy's name and then tells them to open up. So they open up and get in the cash room and they, they steal all like 3.5 million. Mm-hmm. Then honestly it would have went smooth, but Blake Lively got in the car accident, told them what the job Snitched, was. Yeah. So they go, they go and get in their EMT uniforms to just get in an ambulance. I don't know how they got the ambulance, get in the ambulance and just drive off. They, ben Affleck realizes it's too quiet. Mm. He looks out and Swarm. FBI, a cop, just Everyone waiting. in the area. They're waiting for them to come out. And um, basically it's this huge shootout. Yeah. Like they see that the cops are closing in through the tunnel. Mm. And they just, Jeremy Renner grabs a gun and starts shooting. Because of course. Yeah. Shoot first and later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, then... Um, Desmond, the telecommunications guy, mm. he gets shot. They they throw a flashbang, it disorients them. Mm. Desmond for some reason gets up and then boom, headshot. Yeah. The um the driver, um, they all know they're in EMT uniforms. Mm-hmm. So the driver um guy says, I'll I'll take the ambulance, drive out. They're looking for EMTs dressed back in your cop uniforms. Yeah. So Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck get in. Which I think is fucking brilliant. Yeah. They have uniforms under the uniforms just in case they have to change their disguise. Yeah. Well, I, they put the... No, they put the police uniform back on. Still, they have oh, multiple. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the way they did that. And then... Um, so, um, the driver guy gets out, goes out the, the thing, starts running over shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the curb like and a, everything. Kind of like to um, distract them so they think that everyone's in that truck. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner dress as cops. They they sneak out as the cops are coming in, and they look just like them. Just and then they in. pretend they're with them. Yeah. And um, they get out. Um, uh, John Ham sees there. Everyone scatters. They only find the driver and Desmond dead, so mm-hmm. they know that there's two left. And then um, someone, one of the security, one of the cops comes up and is like, security said they got jumped by two cops. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I don't know if we're dealing with brain surgeons, but it sounds like they got hit by two cops. Yeah. And so they, John Ham looks around and he sees a cop carrying a big bag, like, and that's Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he chases him and then they get in like a shootout and Jeremy Renner kind of realizes the, the jigs up. Yeah. So he goes and he's gets in a shootout. He's hiding behind a mailbox. He grabs, like, one last drink. Mm-hmm. And um, he just goes out. And his gun's empty, I think. And he just goes to aim it at the cops. Mm-hmm. So that way they um, they shoot him because he's not going to go back to prison. Yeah. So he realizes he's Well, I done. think he said earlier on, he's like, if, if push comes to shove, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to go out guns yeah, blazing. Yeah, he said he's not going back in. No matter so what. He gets shot. Ben Affleck just gets in a cop car. Just drives away? And drives away. But that's his act. Did he have any money? I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't think so. Because how did he get that money at the end? That must have been from him saving. Well, he's not doing drugs anymore, so he had I think that's the thing. He had enough money to quit. Because, yeah, but... He was just doing based on obligation at this point. Because you think if they did that bank job, which is probably bigger than the trucks... Yeah. If they made 90000 he said he did eight. So that's seven hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. So, I, mean, I guess 
you know, he gave a bunch, he left a bunch of money for Claire. Well, well yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, Essentially, yeah, he, yeah. he gets away and, well, I guess Claire's on the phone with the FBI before they storm them. And essentially he's like, listen, I really do care about you. And it doesn't matter how this started off, but my feelings for you are real. And it's kind of a weird thing. Like, do you trust me or not? But they're having a conversation while all the FBI are there with Claire, with the phone being tapped and they're listening in on the whole conversation. So it's like, they're kind of having like their makeup conversation with the FBI listening. So it was like very secretive. Yeah, and, and so she, during one of the first dates, mm -hmm. she talks about, um, how she doesn't like sunny days because her brother passed away on a sunny day. Yeah. So very sad backstories yeah, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So they're on the phone with each other, mm -hmm. and I think she realizes she does care about him. So and she goes, maybe, "I really want you to come," because uh, and he's across the street. His uncle lives. Them. Yeah, his uncle lives in the house, and he he says that in the beginning where mm -hmm. he goes, "Let's go to the room my uncle lives." Mm -hmm right up there, he could see right through. So- um, that, He did say that, yeah. Yeah. So he basically sees the FBI with her and is basically kind of seeing like what she's gonna say. And then finally at the end, she goes, I really want you to come. It'll be like one of my sunny days. Yeah. And then he kind of smiles because he realizes that she's tipping him off. So, yeah. you know, so he leaves, he gets in a bus uniform. Like mm -hmm. they just have all these uniforms. Yeah. Gets in a bus uniform, goes to the bus station, and just drives one just of the takes buses. Takes a bus, up. yeah. And he walks right past the FBI. Yeah, <clears throat> it was fucking crazy. Yeah, and um, he ends up going to Florida. One day, Claire is using the. Uh, they all come to Florida. Yeah, every all the snowbirds come. What dude, are you do, What are you guys doing here, dude? Bank Go robbers, home. come on, dude. Yeah, but um, he he leaves or. Claire works at like the community garden mm. and one day she's digging and she hits a hits a bag, mm. opens it up and it's like a Shit huge of amount of cash. And then underneath is an orange. Oh, you know where he got it? He robbed Fergie. That is, oh, we didn't even talk yeah. about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, Fergie's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, so he's in the cop car. This he is drives. right after like uh, uh, the, Brenner's character was killed. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, yeah, Brenner got shot in the fucking face, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. dead. He got fucked up. Yeah. Um, Very graphic, too. Yeah. So he goes he goes to Fergie's shop, and he goes up to Rusty. He's like, something went wrong. Rusty leans in and shoots, shoots him, him right in the, the face. Head. Oh, my God. And uh, then he goes to see Fer Fergie in the back, basically kills him. Well, like, that, that scene was intense because he was saying, like, he clipped your dad. He's like, I clipped your dad's nuts. He's in there because of me. Yeah. And then he, you know, took everything away with his mother. And he's like, remember the guy who clipped her? I sent you a text the second he said yeah, that. Freaking yeah. the fuck out. What did I say? Uh, remember who clipped your nuts? Yeah. What is? Remember who clipped your nuts? And then he shot him in the nuts and then he, he killed him, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, and then he went to, drove to Florida. He went to Florida. And essentially, he, he knows that his mother, uh, Ben Affleck's mother, has family in Florida. So he always thought his mom went to Florida. So he always thought of just going to Florida to look yeah. for her. So that's what the orange was for. Like, here's all the money. Now you know where I'm at. Yeah. And she winds up taking the money and donating it to the ice ring they worked at. The local government didn't want to put money into the ice ring to re-ice it, essentially. So she donated all the money to the ice ring and put the donation under his mom's name. Yeah. It's kind of as like a 
memorial in a way because <clears throat> yeah. she never really got a proper memorial it seemed like because all of that had to be sort of under the rug yeah but uh yeah and that's the end of the movie it's a pretty good movie yeah a lot of action oh yeah good backstories good characters mm-hmm. that's why it was in my top five. Oh yeah very good movie what would you give it out of 10 uh i'd probably give it like it was like a like an 8.5 9 out of 10 it was good yeah. very good very good oh yeah Again, it was so weird seeing Ben Affleck look so young. All right, what do you think Rotten Tomatoes gave it? I feel like... Hmm. I mean, I like the movie, but I'm trying to think from their standard, whatever that is, like I know what Rotten Tomatoes standard is, what they would think. I would say that Rotten Tomatoes at least gave it like an 80 Ninety-two. Ninety-two? And yeah. that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. User rating? User rating, I'd say it was like 80? 77. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that, that seems pretty fair. Yeah. That was, that might be, this might be the only time I agree with Rotten Tomatoes over the users. Yeah. I'm surprised users was only 77. I'd say probably like good 8.5 for me. You could probably sway yeah. to a 9, but 8.5. It was good. Yeah. Definitely good. It was, I give it a 10. I did there's every part of the movie's good. Yeah. Um, plus, it's just a Boston seems like an interesting, you know, it's kind of like. Usually, the, it's always California or New York. Yeah. So, it's good. It's nice to have very similar setting to New York. I'm not trying to trigger anyone. I know you're listening, Mom. I'm not saying it's the same. Yeah. But similar, I mean, it's the same fucking region of the country. So, it's going to be a little similar. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's still different. You get to see different places of the U.S., which is nice. Also, give it a 10 because every actor did the Boston accent really oh, good. Oh, that's fantastic, yeah. Every, you know, Affleck did it good. Affleck's done it before he did Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of movies. Casey Affleck, I used to think that they were from Boston because Casey Affleck mm-hmm. did that one Gone Girl mm-hmm. and he did a Boston accent. So I'm like, are they from Boston? No, they're from Berkeley, California. Yeah, you know how it works. Same thing. And it's like, <laughs> what's their obsession? Like Goodwill Hunting, Gone Girl, this one. He had some good pizza. I don't fucking know. Good pizza. I, I don't know. Oh. That's a joke. No, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe he has friends that are from Boston, kind of like Adam Sandler. All of his friends at one point were in New York, so like, yeah, let's make a bunch of movies. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, definitely a good movie. So. Hell yeah, dude. I uh, well after this we have some interesting stories to tell you but let's uh, let's kick it off to the break and we'll be right back all right see you guys have you ever been invited to a party that you never intended on showing up to don't you wish there was a more passive and less stressful way of telling someone you'd rather rip your eyelids off and pour acid in the wound than go to another fucking Harry Potter cosplay party well I'm happy to introduce to you just say no.com the best service to grace the web since prime shipping No longer do you have to deal with the experience of faking a sickness or the death of a loved one to get out of a gathering, or the consequences of someone finding out you lied. Telling someone to fuck off is as easy as one, two, three. Go to our website and just dox the person in question. Give us a brief message one of our agents can give on your behalf, and let us handle the rest for you. Hello? Hello, are you Mr. Why, yes, I am. I have a message from Elon saying the following. I hate Harry Potter, but no one likes you. Never talk to me or my son again. Oh. All right, bye now. And it's just that easy. 
Go to justsayno.com and use coupon code NUKEPARTYNO to get 10% off your first wedding or birthday cancel. Thank you to justsayno.com for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, and we're back. Uh, so we have some interesting stories for you today coming from the uh, r slash am I the asshole. Uh, so far we've deemed that, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, before we get started though, I actually have an update to a story that we, I think it might've been from last episode or the episode before. Um, it's in regards to the, if you guys can, I believe it's from last episode where this guy had someone he was dating uh, that was out of this out of country, and she was here on a learning visa. And he essentially said that you know he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her. He wanted a future with her, and he was going to be her sponsor for the visa program so she can get her citizenship, or a citizenship program so she can get her citizenship. And then when the time came around, he kind of pulled out and he's like, "Well, I don't really want to be responsible for you. You should be your own person." It's like, well she would need your support for the situation and things winded up crumbling apart and uh, obviously the trust was broken and she winded up moving out of the country and we deemed, yeah, the guy's an asshole. He shouldn't have started something and not finished it. Uh, especially at that point, they were living together for several years or a few years at least, but um, we have an update. So this is coming from Anonymous. Uh, I couldn't reply to everyone who commented on my last post and there were many people who DM me, including asking for an update. Uh, the general consensus is that I am the asshole, which we deemed he was as well. Uh, I will just address a lot of the things that here that were included that happened afterwards. Uh, update. I talked to her over the weekend. Uh, she didn't have time to sell her car before leaving, so she contacted me saying she did some paperwork to transfer the car over to me. Uh, I do understand that she felt hurt, so I told her that I would buy an airplane ticket to go see her. Uh, she had never once went back to her home country uh, after moving away, meaning when she came over to the States. So I never visited her home country. I wanted to show her that I am very serious about her and I am willing to still be committed. So I wanted to fly over to visit and talk things out. She immediately turned me down saying that flight tickets are expensive and that I still have work. Uh, I begged her to let me and she eventually said that she couldn't forget the stuff that happened and that she couldn't come back from it. I explain my side again and that while I understand she's hurt, I shouldn't be forced to take responsibility for her and that I hope she would under she would be understanding of that. The conversation was long. She said she could never trust me again. Uh, she said I never saw a future with her from the start and that I abandoned her. Uh, she said it wasn't about the sponsorship, but it played a big part. In the end, she told me she still loved me, but she doesn't think we, we should be together. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's the right decision. Yeah, that's, yeah, like a, a fucking joke of a situation. So, yeah, still the asshole. And thank God that she was smart about the situation, too. Cause that was, he was with her for five years. It's like, how do you not, yeah. how come you, oh, I'm afraid of being responsible. It's like, you're together for five years. Well, he also was the one that brought it up in the first place, and then he decided yeah. to pull out when push came to shove. Well, even then, it's like, okay, even if, he, that was the right thing to do, like, if you love yeah, if he loves her, sponsor her for five years. Otherwise, she has to go. Yeah. So what? Uh, clearly, you don't up. care. Yeah, otherwise, you, you would have done it. Yeah. It's so, not going to happen otherwise. And I think she realized that, and that's why she's good on her. Like yeah. that's a fucking joke. But um, any updates on the weight loss one? No. 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 
But when I was that girl like, was going ham, like she was. She's fucking crazy. Literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the season, I guess. But um, do you uh, say? Do you have any? I guess you want to kick it off. Oh yeah. So, so these are some new stories that we have for you guys. <clears throat> w i b t a. What? What does that mean? All right. What? Okay. W-I-B-T-A for telling my landlord my neighbors are breaking their lease. Would I be the asshole? Would I be the asshole? Oh, background facts. I live in an old building with sketchy electricity, glass appliances, gas appliances, and heating. I leave my dog locked in his crate at home when I work. Please no dog abuse comments. Crates are A-OK for dogs. See links. Moreover, he thinks being in a crate. Moreover, no, moreover, he likes being in a crate. Or at least explicitly say, no Christmas trees because of fire risk. I can see through the window that both my upstairs neighbors have Christmas trees. The landlord is not especially mm, smart or hardworking, so I doubt she has walked by and seen it. This makes me uncomfortable because I'm afraid of a fire because the dog would burn to death if a fire started. I get that messing with Christmas is not nice, but I really feel concerned about the safety of having a gigantic pile of flammable material attached to electricity. Would I be the asshole for telling them to the landlord? Thank you. So is she the asshole for telling the landlord you don't want us to have... She doesn't want to have Christmas trees, so she doesn't want anyone else no, to have so them? so Christmas trees are against the lease because of a fire hazard. I mean, so the whole sees, apartment's made She's of basically, wood. she's asking, she wants to snitch. Yeah. And I think it's because she hates Christmas. Fair enough. That it has to be. Yeah. You're worried about, like... Fire. Well, I mean, if she can't have a Christmas tree, but other people are, I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's like, well, why well, the, then why you the fuck? Get a Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. No, she's worried. She's making it seem like um, my dog's in a crate. This Christmas tree is going to catch on fire, which I don't know what the stats are on that. I've never heard of that before. I've gone 30 some years yeah. with multiple Christmas trees. None, None of them blew up. Fire. <laughs> I don't know how. They're not really built for that, usually. Yeah. And so... Just get a fake one. Yeah, I don't understand. Just like, get a fake one at Walmart. Yeah. Problem it's, solved. But yeah, she's basically... A, it, you, you would be the asshole, okay? If they found out that you snitched... Mm-hmm. Dude, that is the biggest bitch move of all time. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see both sides, but I mean, if she doesn't want to have a Christmas tree anyways, just mind your own business. I feel like if she wanted well, to... Her whole thing is just that it might catch on fire and burn her dog that's in the crate all day. It's like, well, maybe you should consider living somewhere else. Yeah. If that's like a, an actual worry yeah. is, hey, uh, there's going to be a fire because someone else has a Christmas tree. Nobody likes a tattletale. Yeah. No one likes a rat. I don't know if you'd be an asshole. You'd just kind of be fucking annoying. I mean, if it's, a ge- if it's like an actual worry, I don't really think she's an asshole. He or she is an asshole. But if you wanted to have a Christmas tree... And they said you couldn't, but someone else is. I guess you'd be like, whatever. Just if you want a Christmas tree, get a Christmas tree. If you don't want one, don't get one. I'm a little confused on how she worded it. I could just be stupid. I mean, that's not always out the, out the window as an option. But I don't think she's an asshole. I think she just needs to kind of find somewhere else to live. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I got a, I got an interesting one for you. Let's go. Dude, I got to figure out how to find the good ones. (laughs) It's all good. Am I the asshole for encouraging good grammar for my wife? Now, that 
is a very vague way of explaining what he did. So let's get into this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it always is. Please excuse grammar slash spelling mistakes that I type. I type this on my phone. That would be pretty ironic. Yeah. To preface, I grew up in a southern state and was, uh, and so was the constant butt of education and redneck jokes. My wife and I have the same upbringing. I love her very much, uh, but can feel our paths diverging. Let me explain how. Yeah. Uh, we like to consider ourselves as more educated than other members of our home state. Uh, we both have high-paying jobs at the same company slash same department, think big tech companies, and a nice house. Uh, we have risen from what would have been our natural state situation. I can't read. We have risen above what maybe would have been our natural station. A good job in my hometown was considered uh, held by a crematory caretaker, for example. Uh, so we've risen pretty far. Yeah, from big tech company to fucking undertaker, essentially. Um, We've made friends with coworkers in our new state who do not share our redneck accents. Uh, I have been able to mask my accent well and use proper grammar most of the time. Uh, I tell our new friends that we are from California and just moved for the job. My wife, however, the southern accent. <laughs> I guess he's able to hide it. Uh, um, my wife, however, has not had much success with hiding her accent. Consistently says "good" instead of "well," uh, and even started to grate my ears whenever I hear her say it. All right. She also says y'all and howdy decently often. Uh, she even lets out a darn tootin' when in conversation with our VP at dinner the other night, and I almost died. Uh, she laughed like a braying mule. What the fuck? Uh, all and all, but, oh wait. She laughed like a braying mule, but all the others at the table only gave nervous chuckles and averted their eyes from meeting mine. The VP didn't make jokes anymore after that, and for the rest of the dinner, it was very awkward. Uh, the other night, I read her diary, all right, uh, when she was in the restroom with a touch of food poisoning. I found her Reddit account information. I know I shouldn't be the one to correct her grammar, as I don't want to drive a wedge between us. Instead, I created several throwaway accounts and follow her profile to read her comments. On comments with bad grammars, I'd say things like, Wow, you must have been born in insert home state here because your English is about as bad as your state's education system. And other comments like, you won't get too far sounding like a hick. She's been uh, distraught by these comments. Uh, I'm questioning whether or not I've done the right thing, but quote Macbeth, I feel so far stepped in blood that to go back would be harder than going forward or something of that effect. So I doubled down and made eight more fake profiles. <laughs> Yeah, all right, and it's not done. Uh, keeping up with her comments was negatively affecting both hers and my own effectiveness at work because she's consistently in a bad mood and I am consistently distracted by refreshing Reddit for new comments. However, her grammar has uh, marginally improved. I've noticed my coworkers do not seem to stand in groups of three or four at the water cooler and point at her anymore in between sips of coffee. They're at the water cooler sipping coffee? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so while my plan seems to have worked to some extent, I feel like I've done something terrible. Should I tell her the truth about the matter? Should I increase the fake profiles to 16 accounts? Am I running out of additional ideas uh, for new email addresses? I guess most importantly, am I the asshole? Edit, for clarification, I love my wife and stand by her in pretty much every other aspect of our marriage. To those who... To those asking, why did you marry her if you don't like her accent? 
Please remember that we both had the same accent at the time of marriage, and I don't think anything about it. I didn't think anything about it until we moved. You are likely reading too far into other aspects of our marriage if you think this post extends beyond me simply making fake profiles and encouraging her. What the fuck? Dude. You're not encouraging her. You're being a stalker piece of shit. What he's... Look, he's ashamed where he came from. And let's get one thing straight, okay? Can't just discount. First of all, you came from that education system yeah. and you became a successful person. Good for you. Okay. Both of you. You know, it's like, here's the thing that pisses me off, right? Okay, I understand like the education system in the South is is horrible, but there's different types of intelligence. Mm -hmm. You grab like a hick, I say in quotes, right? Yeah. They could probably take an engine apart and put it back together. Yeah. Which is way more impressive than what a lot of these... The not know, saying y'all. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like, you, you see like, uh, they, were, uh, they have like TikToks of like people that work at like big software companies and they're just kind of dicking around all day. Mm. Like they're like, oh, I'm going to the eat lunch or I'm going to play yeah, yeah. cornhole or like they, they just dick around. Like it's like, okay, who who's smarter? Someone who got a bachelor's degree in philosophy or someone that can... Uh, tear apart a Corvette mo engine and put it back together. Yeah, you know philosophy is great, I guess, but in it's terms of real life, of real life skills, the guy who could build engines is more impressive. Well, like, he's yeah. Just because right you get a degree, you know, it depends. If you get an engineering, okay, yeah, you're probably smarter than the. But there's different level. Like, well, there's nothing. Some wrong. people are good with their hands. Mm -hmm. Some people are good at reading. Who cares? There's nothing wrong with. I mean, if you're ashamed. Of your upbringing, and you weren't you. You don't want to be a stereotype, and it's okay to work on yourself and make yourself into what you want to be. But at the same time, it's like don't try to change your wife for who she is. If that's what she is, and she yeah. lets out a y'all, who fucking cares? I hear that shit every day at work. Do I say y'all? Fuck no. no. Yeah. I I wasn't raised like that. But if that's what you say, and that's what you're raised with, that's what you're raised with. It sounds like the VP and the people you work with are a bunch of stuck up pricks. Yeah. Why no, lie about where you're from? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And it's like, it's like they'll shit on that, but if they saw like someone, you know, using slang, they would be like, oh, that's okay. Like, yeah. You know, but it's like, oh, everyone, they just hate the South because they don't vote the way that they want them to. Yeah. And it's like, dude, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you can be a smart person from these states. Mm -hmm. And if you have an accent, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And this guy, I mean, this guy is an asshole. I hope his wife finds his Reddit and divorces yeah. him. Cause I hope this that's, is fake. That's fucking insane. That's, ex that's extensive. It's insane to be upset with your wife speaking as where she came from. Yeah. That's insane just in itself. Like, Let alone woman, making fake eight Reddit accounts. That just pushes it. Like, I'm just going based on the fact that it bothers him that yeah. she, you know, oh, we're supposed to, you know, be in... We're supposed, We're supposed to pretend to be, from California. to be from California. Maybe you shouldn't have fucking lied. Yeah. It's like, just say you're from the South. Who gives a fuck? You yeah. Know? But yeah, I mean, shitting on your wife for grammar is fucking crazy. It doesn't even sound like she has bad grammar. She just saying good instead of well. Who gives a fuck? I never understood why you can't say good. Yeah. Who cares? Like, how are you doing? Good. That's it. I am good. I'm good. Great. It's all good. I don't, I never understood that. I do say well. Actually, I feel sometimes douchey saying well, like that's, 
like, uh, how are you doing? I just say good because it's like... Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing good. Saying well, like when people say it, I get like this. It irritates me. Kind of sound like a prick. Yeah. <laughs> so if anything, I feel like he's... I, I understand his original thought process, but you shouldn't force those ideals onto your wife and then you took it way too fucking far, dude. Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, that... That's, I mean... You're fucking... You're stalking your own wife. Yeah, if it bothers first, you that much, I mean, you could have a conversation, but that's not going to go well. Oh, yeah, and you definitely, you don't tell her about this. And you just stop. Actually, I kind of want you to tell her about this, so that way she knows to get the fuck away from yeah. me. Yeah, maybe you don't have to worry about your wife not being a fucking bumpkin anymore. I don't know, like, what? Here, here's what I don't get. If you're his wife, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be some red flags that he's like this. Yeah. So... I don't know how they went. Like, you don't just go from like normal to I'm gonna create 16 Reddit accounts to correct my wife's grammar anonymously. Yeah, seems fucking. And then that had to be a sarcastic joke. Should I double it to 16? Get the fuck out of here, dude. One's yeah. too many. Yeah. No. I mean, did he get roasted in the comments? Yeah. Well, yeah. I fucking hope so. But yeah, they're like, well, first of all, you're a piece of shit, and it sounds like you have way too much free time instead of doing your work. If you yeah have 18 or eight fake Reddit accounts to switch Except, Well, that's the thing is like, remember what I was saying? Like they have the TikTok. Like yeah. you, you and I, we go work, we get a break mm-hmm. and then we get our lunch. It's like these guys just go around like fucking around going to like yoga class, like all yeah. at work and they're not doing anything. If you guys are already doing well for yourselves, what does it matter? Yeah. I Who, don't know. You know, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe it is awkward. Um, like he was saying, like the VP stopped telling jokes or whatever. So maybe it is awkward, but that's your wife. And you're surrounding yourself who, with the wrong crowd. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's work. You don't have to be friends with the people you work with. You do your job. Just and you go be cordial. Home. If they don't like your wife, fuck them. Yeah. Who cares? Metaphorically speaking. You're supposed to like your wife. Yeah. Apparently, it doesn't you don't. sound like you don't. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. So, yeah. No matter what goes on in life, if you're married. You always have your wife's back. You definitely don't shit on her grammar, how she speaks. Especially when you came from the same place. Just because you want to fake it. Doesn't mean she has to do the same thing as you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this guy's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> oh, so what else you got? No. But, yeah, that guy is fucking something else. I, I hope that one was fake. This one I picked because I was torn on... Um whether what she did was right or not. I, 32F, and my husband, 34, have been together since our early 20s. We have a toddler and one on the way. I'm 24 weeks pregnant, and I've been doing work from home since I still take care of our three-year-old. It's a lot of stress, and that has led to a lot of arguments with my husband, though we have always struck, stuck through. Lately, though, though we have always just stuck through. Lately, though, I've been extremely tired since family coming and such for holidays. Due to this, I haven't been up to doing intimate things with my husband. He hasn't been the most happy about this, but I just can't do it right now. So lately, he's been going out to bars with his friends and coming home late. I hate this. I can never sleep whenever he isn't there. And he comes in extremely loud, so not only will he wake me up, but also our kid. He'll come in very drunk, and I have to go out, go out my kids. I have to go out my kid back to sleep. Go put... Okay, she meant to put... put Go put my kid back to sleep, which takes a while sometimes. Then he'll go and 
your our bed and pass pass out. So a few days ago, I told him that he was not allowed to go out and come back at 4 a.m. If he was going to go out, he needed to be back home at least at a reasonable time. He got very upset about this. So when we went to work, I went out and got a new lock. I knew he was going to go out and not take me seriously. I knew that he was uh, going to go out not take not take me seriously. Then he went out with his friends again that night. I stayed awake till 1 a.m. waiting for him. And when he didn't, I began to, what? When he didn't, I guess, come home, I began to change the lock. It took a while, but I wanted to get my point across. For... Yeah, good. Oh, it's on the second page. It took a while, but I wanted to get my point across. At 4.36 a.m., I heard banging on the door. and knew it was him. I got up and peeked out the window. He saw me, and I knew he was drunk. I let him in, and he began to yell at me. When he was done, I was in tears, and my toddler was crying in his bed. I went over to put him down again, and I just went to bed. We haven't talked since that incident. I feel like I did something extremely wrong. I don't want to <clears throat> I don't want to this to end our marriage and I don't want to get too stressed and cause harm to my pregnancy. I'm extremely worried. Was I being an asshole? So remind me, not that it just for the sake of clarification, why was she not like wanting to be intimate as much? Because the holidays they have family over. She's tired. I mean she's pregnant. No, I know. I'm yeah. just just no, like no, no, no. just yeah, so yeah. I got all the information. So she she basically said that she's tired from like her friend her family coming over Thanksgiving. Yeah. She probably had to cook. Mm-hmm. You know. So there's a which lot of makes, stuff going on. Yeah. Plus I mean, she's dude, pregnant and they have a toddler. Yeah. yeah. You're if you're married and you can't go like one weekend mm-hmm. without just doing shit. It's like the fuck? Keep it in your pants, dude. It's all right. Listen, I understand people have needs, but keep it in your <clears> pants. Or just take care of yourself. Yeah. By yourself, what I mean. Not so, other people. Yeah. I w- what do you think about the lock change? I mean, I think that she wasn't take- he wasn't taking her seriously and she had to make a point. And I feel like <clears> sometimes that's what it takes. And if he doesn't get it, then, I mean, yeah, that's his problem. I mean, yeah, is it extreme? Yeah, but I think it's wildly inappropriate, especially with a pregnant wife with them already having a toddler. Yeah. Him just being gone till almost five o'clock in the morning. See, doing I think, whatever. I think where she fucked up was that she let him in right away. She should have just yeah. left him out. Let him sober up yeah. and calm down okay. and really get a grasp of the situation. This guy needs to get his shit together. Yeah. You have a kid already. And one on the way. One on the way. You have a wife that, I mean, we're hearing her side of the story, but she seems chill. Yeah. She gave him a warning. She said just... She didn't say you can't go out. Just said, don't come home at four. Yeah. Which seems reasonable. Yeah, no. I, if I, I mean, were to do that, yeah, yeah. I understand that my girlfriend would be have, upset. It's ridiculous. You have two kids. Your your husband's going out, getting mm-hmm. drunk. You Coming don't want to worry about him, like, you know, getting in an accident. Well, plus he's being a dickhead when he comes home. He's yeah. Being, loud, being loud, waking up the kid. So, no, I don't think she's an asshole. I think... She needs to be more harsh. Yeah. Yeah, because this guy seems like he's going off the rails a little bit because he didn't get some... Pussy. Yeah. He needs to get his shit straight. Yeah. So... No, you're not... I think I think she one. fucked up letting him in. She should right have just away. let him stay out there till like, 7 in the morning. Hey, whatever. Get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I told you. Yeah. No, I definitely... She's not... See, that'd be the smart thing, too, is leave him out, let him sleep outside, get sober... And then when he realizes, like, oh, I fucked up, yeah, you know, now he's going to be, he gets into the house while he's drunk, 
it's going to pass out and not remember it. Or just blow up and get violent and make shit worse. But 100% out the asshole yeah. on that one. Yeah, let him do something, like, stupid. Like, break in and call the cops. Yeah. Because he needs a reality check, like mm-hmm. a big one. Because yeah. you got two kids, now is not the time to start... Be fucking around. Partying like you're fucking... 20. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. But, all right, this one... It's a bit of a doozy. It's, uh, this one is in theme with... I mean, we're recording... What's today? The 26th? 20... Yes. Yeah, so we're recording two days after Thanksgiving, so this is pretty relevant to the holidays. Yes. Um, <clears throat> sorry. There you go. All right. My daughter, 21, lives with us uh, while finishing college. My son, 27, lives in the same city, and I, ba- I babysit his children, three and four, uh, when we are bubbled. I don't know what that means, but okay. Mm. Uh, my sister, who drove three hours with her husband son and son, 16 years old, come to see us, uh, has been taking extra precautions prior to this event. This is a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, wait, did I skip? Uh, did I fuck up? Anyways, this is uh, a Thanksgiving Get together. No, it's so the precautions. What for COVID? For for COVID, correct. Yeah. This is a few years old. Uh, everyone was safe. Dil daughter-in-law and I don't get uh, don't get along for many reasons. I won't get into. Uh, she also just one of those. Oh, she's also just one of those condescending people who thinks that constantly looks down on others. The four-year-old? No, daughter-in-law. Um, her daughter, her son's wife. Oh, okay. She watches. So sorry. this is this she is threw the some, grandma. This is the grandma. Sorry, okay. she threw a bunch oh, no, of no, information around. So this is the grandma talking about a what's going to be their Thanksgiving that year. Uh, her, she watches the kids, her son's kids, and her son's wife and her do not get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, daughter-in-law, <clears throat> I don't get along with blah blah blah. Okay. Um, so those, she's just one of those condescending people who thinks. That constantly looking down on others, especially because of her veganism. Uh, last Thanksgiving, she raised all hell over me making a turkey, claimed there weren't any vegan options. There were. Last week, daughter-in-law contacted me on Facebook asking for the menu, in quotes, uh, and then telling me what will and won't work. She also sent me many, uh, many replication recipes to make for her with uh, expensive specialty items and all of them, many I didn't even know what they were. This annoyed me because I already had made sure to give my son her and her vegan kids options for the day, uh, but it wasn't good enough. I finally just told her to go pound sand, kick some rocks, yeah, uh, and that she could bring her own dish for her family if uh, she'd be that picky. Thanksgiving happens, they arrive late with a ton of food dishes, parading them in, all with this vindicating, uh, vindictive grin on her face. Turns out she, out of spite, took the exact menu and made her own versions of every single dish. Needless to say, I was livid, but I held my tongue. My sister and daughter in particular did try the food and enjoyed it. Every time they complimented her, she would give me this look as she received her thanks before uh, tacking something on, like, I just wanted to make sure, I just wanted to make a Thanksgiving meal that everyone could enjoy. Uh, the part where I finally snapped was at dessert. We had a family tradition where right before we sit down and say what we were thankful for. Um, it's usually for family, 
uh, or being able to gather when her when at her turn she got the same smug vindictive grin on her face and said in the most condescending way i'm thankful for the start of a new tradition of a cruelty-free inclusive thanksgiving and i hope it continues next year fucking kill yourself yeah. i'll continue i saw red until my turn then i calmly then i said calmly as i could that i was thankful that this would be the last thanksgiving i'd be spending with her <laughs> Um, it took them a moment to catch on and soon enough nasty words were being exchanged on both sides. I finally kicked them out. Uh, I didn't think about it until this evening when my son uh, sent me a text telling me that he would not be letting his children come over until I personally apologized to his wife. He, uh, he said that while he sees my side, she didn't mean it and that I took, way too, I took it way too far by publicly embarrassing her uh, when she spent so much time making food for everyone. My husband is telling me I should just apologize because it was rude of me and isn't worth it. He isn't really, he doesn't really get why it hurt me so much. And uh, she copied my meals to one-up me and thinks the more food, the merrier. Am I the asshole here? Uh, edit for info. I absolutely had vegan options for them to begin with. Uh, I had an entree for them plus some backup nuggets for the kids. Uh, a few side dishes were mostly vegan with non-vegan add-ons and desserts I made. She told me that those were fine, but the other entrees wouldn't work and that I needed to make them all vegan. It wasn't a request to make something in particular. It was a demand that I redo everything. My son let it slip that she spent hundreds of dollars on the food to make what she did, and he seemed to blame me for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <But> yeah. So, <clears throat> wow. Yeah, yeah, no, what a vindictive bitch. No, yeah. you're definitely well, no, not the asshole for that. Especially the, the husband, like, basically saying, you can't see the kids until you apologize. Fuck it's you. Like, that, okay, no. you're punishing your kids because they don't get to see their grandparents. Because their mother's a bitch. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. No. And that's very immature of the son. What do you mean by she didn't mean that? What the fuck? She yeah. said it. She doesn't. This is a family gathering. Be fucking respectful. You're at someone else's house. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. That's ridiculous. No, yeah. This is... That's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's... She's not that. Get so. the fuck out of here, dude. Well, yeah, and then it's like, oh, so she's allowed to make a smart-ass comment, but is when she claps back, it's like, oh, you can't do that. Fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's fucking ridiculous. No, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It just sucks that, you know, they're dangling the grandkids in front of them. But, yeah, you shouldn't I use mean, them geez, as bargaining pieces. That's, And then it, at that point, it's like, okay, what kind of a man did you raise yeah. that would let you... We'll let see his wife, Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's okay if you say, I'm not coming, going to their house anymore. But yeah. to say, it's like, no, you're not going to... Don't bring the kids into yeah, this. You're not going to tell me that I, the grand, that my parents can't see their grandkids. Yeah, it's not that's gonna fucking ridiculous. I don't care if you guys have beef, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> beef. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, yeah. not the daughter. Make and then vegan options to make for everything. Whole, it's like, dude, look, if you want to be vegan, that's fine. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Stop pushing some on other people. Some people don't want to be vegan. I like to eat dead animals, okay? Some people, some people like turkey. That's the whole thing. That's fine. It's it's the turkey. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, fucking doozy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's a crazy you're one. You're definitely not the asshole on that one. It seems like her husband really wasn't paying attention or cared all that much in the situation, and the son needs to realize who's in the wrong. I understand yeah. that it's an awkward situation to deal with at home, but dude, 
You need but to talk to your fucking wife. At the very least, you just say it's between you guys. Figure it out. Figure it out. But that's it. The kids can see the grand grand. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, we have I'm, we have time for one more. You want to read one more? You got another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'll do another one. Are, I don't have another good one. I got the spicy ones today, boy. 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 All right. What do I got? Uh, da, 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 da. Let me pull it up. Forgive the technical difficulties. Okay. All right. Last one for the day. Uh, am I the asshole for telling a waiter I want to change tables because there's a crying baby next to me? Uh, my husband and I went out for a dinner a couple of nights ago. It was the first time by ourselves after our baby was born. Uh, this is my second child, my first, uh, the first for my husband, so it was kind of a big deal for us. We got a babysitter and we went to a very fancy restaurant. A few minutes after we ordered, another, cap- another couple sat in to the table next to us with a small baby in a stroller. At first it was fine, but after a few minutes the baby started crying. They tried to comfort it, but every time uh, they seemed to manage to make it sleep, it woke up again and started crying. Uh, by then we just wanted to leave because we already had ordered, so we decided uh, to ask the waiter if we could change tables to sit at the other side of the restaurant. The waiter asked if there was a problem, and I said this is our first time out. Uh, after having a baby and we didn't feel like spending our evening next to someone else's crying baby. Uh, He was super nice and quickly asked uh, another waiter to help him set up another table for us. Uh, Another couple was in the same area, so asked to be seated elsewhere as well. The couple with the baby overheard what we said to the waiter and specifically, uh, yeah, specifically the mom got upset and called me an asshole. Uh, She went on to say that I was, I probably don't have kids uh, and that babies are also people, and we should just accept that babies are loud and cry, and there's nothing that we could do about it. Uh, I didn't want to start a fight or anything, but I really just got annoyed by her attitude, so I told her she could actually do something about the crying. She could take her baby home so it could get proper sleep and let everyone else enjoy their meals. She kept saying stuff, but I just ignored her. I went to our new table and tried to have a nice dinner, although we still could hear the baby crying. At least it was not right next to us. Uh, this morning I told my sister what happened and she said that she agrees that I might have been an asshole. She said that I, uh, I shouldn't have said to the waiter, she said I shouldn't have said to the waiter that we wanted to move because the baby, because of the baby and I shouldn't have said that I, wait, and I shouldn't have said what I said to the mom. So I'm not sure. Am I the asshole? No. No. So. They're the asshole. Listen, if you, you have a newborn baby, don't go to a you don't fancy to restaurant. You don't get that's to go part, out. That's and, part of sacrifice you make, having a kid. Yeah, and <clears> if <throat> you want to and you have someone that can watch the kid that you could trust them with, then you can. But until yeah. then, you got a responsibility. Don't make your baby everyone Dude, else's fucking problem. People that bring babies into movie theaters. Is Why? The, it's the most insane The baby's thing. not even watching the fucking movie. Yeah, and they won't just, like, take it out. Like, yeah. they'll just, like... Uh, I gotta watch the movie. It's like, no, you gotta go home and wait for this to come out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, and here's the thing it's not like they're going to Chillers or something, whatever that's different. If you're going to a fancy, high class restaurant, what are you doing bringing a baby there? Everyone else is spending a bunch of money trying to enjoy a meal, and you have your fucking spawn of Satan screaming the entire time. Yeah. No, I mean any restaurant. Especially a fancy restaurant. What are you doing? Fancy restaurants should just say no babies. Hey, Uber Eats is a thing. Yeah. There you go. I don't. I don't get, like, people that just... There's no common sense. Maybe pull out next time. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Well, no, it's like, look, you have a kid, you don't get to go out for a couple years, or you got to find someone to watch them. Exactly. If you, you can't if find you someone can't, to watch a kid, yeah. then you don't get to go it's out. It's not like, well, I can't find someone, so I, I have to go out. No. Why are you ruining everyone else's time? Yeah. When you don't have to. Yeah. Same thing. So, I don't know. It's, and no, she's not a, she just asked nicely. If it's she not like she got in the mom's face or was screaming, hey, politely and hey, quietly. Hey, shut that baby up. Yeah, before like, I do oh, it for I'm you. S- I'm sorry. You know the one Louis. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, no, it's not like she handled it poorly. It's not like she got in the mom's face. She asked the waiter very nicely, quietly and respectfully, allegedly, can you please move her table? That's it. Maybe you shouldn't bring your, I mean, it's a restaurant, even a fancy restaurant, there's going to be music playing, there's going to be people talking, it's not, let the baby fucking be home and sleep. So, no, 100%, you're not the asshole. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you handled it, it sounds like you handled it very well, and you're definitely not the asshole. No, as soon as the mom said something negative, if someone says something negative to you, like that last one, you can clap back. Yeah, it's fair game. <laughs> your fair game. As soon as you, as soon as the person you're talking to lets one go, yeah, you can respond. Yeah, no rules. Yeah, okay. She should have just said, she should have just not said anything because she's in the wrong for bringing a fucking baby. Yeah, like stop ruining other people's nights. If listen, if you have a baby, you wait till you can get a babysitter, or you don't get yeah. to go out. You don't get to go out. So that's simple. Yeah, they have takeout. Yeah. Uber Eats is a thing, dude. You, your restaurant's at home now. Yeah. There you go. They could serve you from home. Yeah. Pretend like it's COVID it's and don't yeah. go out. There you <laughs> yeah, go. exactly. Yeah. The bubble. The bubble. There you go. But uh, yeah, so that's everything we got for you guys today. We're on a little bit of a time constraint just because we're recording a little bit later. But yeah, uh, yeah we got uh, another episode in the bag. Let's do it. Remember to email. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, roast questions. Fuck it. If you find stories like this, we'd <clears> love to read them and just talk about them. Uh, that's newpartypodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any requests, anything you guys want to send us our way, please, we'll read it. Give you a shout out, roast you, whatever you Hell want. Oh, yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, thank you again, guys, for listening to the New Party Podcast, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye, guys. Late.